shit, man. I, I think I think we need one of these right now. Can we get a live hand clap? Live hand clap. <laughs> shit, God, man. Damn. So, uh, oh, I, damn. What what did you get from that, man? I, <laughs> I just want a shot of them right now. Like, I'm just you. glad. First, of all, I just want to thank you for not like having one of those trailers that gave away the whole mo- the, the whole movie, man. A lot I of like people those. just give away too much in that like 95 to you know 120 seconds. They give away the entire plot line, and that just left me wondering the fuck's going on. <laughs> I was actually criticized for not showing more. What do you mean not showing more? Who's doing the criticism? That show plenty enough tomatoes. to want to make you want to watch it. Yeah, people on YouTube were like, no, you need to tell us what the movie's about. I couldn't really get it from this trailer. And that's the point of a trailer. That's the point of a trailer, to, yeah. to bring you in. Like, it's not supposed to oh, tell you, shit. hey, this happens, this happens. Clearly, he makes it at least this far after it happens. Uh, so, I mean, maybe if, I mean he's going to lift it in, I guess, right? Got that much from trailer? I mean, nah. <laughs> don't, don't, even, don't, don't even answer the question. Don't. Because you're giving out spoilers already, bro. No, no, I'm not giving out spoilers. I'm just saying. Like, you can't inquire about a spoiler. No, no, I'm just saying. That's the way people are. That's the way trailers. That's the way trailers Shit. go. Like, like, all right, let's take a. Let's at least let's look at San Andreas, right? The Rock with when the you Rock. Did San Andreas, yeah. Let's look at those trailers when they were out. They showed you know everything happening, so you knew through like that first. Hour and a half, he was all right. Like, you, there wasn't no real suspense because <laughs> you, you hadn't see seen parts that come later in the film closer to the end, and you're still waiting. Like, all right, so that hasn't happened yet, so I, I, he's at least a good through here. Like, there's films like that that give you, like, give you parts that are at the end of the movie, like, and you're waiting. Like, this still hasn't happened yet, so they all good because they in that scene. I guess my first question is for, is for Usher Morgan. You know, we ran a film festival for we did it for about four years, and I can't even tell you how many independent films we had to watch. It's the first time I've seen like a, a trailer like that. I, I don't think it had a Hollywood budget. Did it have a Hollywood budget? It had a very, very small budget. And that was like Sin City quality. That like I almost saw Bruce Willis walking in the back. <laughs> so how do you achieve that? I mean, that was really the selling point of this film is we were trying to do something that was bigger than the sum of its parts. Um, and for us, most of the budget was spent on cinematography and really getting like high-quality cameras and good set design. Unfortunately for us, we didn't have to spend a lot of money on set design because we picked sets that were pretty, you know... Already were, in tune. Yeah. So most of the budget really went to uh, cinematography and, and really getting the camera works and everything like that. Just really, that was, that was most, of the, most of the budget. And how did Katie get involved with the project? Well, we did a little short film called Prego. Katie, you want to take this on? I'd love to. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so a few years prior, we did a short film together, um, and it became a bit of a surprise success, and uh, it went kind of pseudo-viral and everything, and it just it was obviously like a very good working relationship. So he was working on a feature script. I started looking at it, kind of giving him notes on drafts, and one thing led to another, and here we are. And this is not a short this time. This is a feature, feature film. Feature, yeah. It's, it was in theaters for a while. It's actually still playing in, uh, Brooklyn. in Brooklyn. Yeah, the the crime noir cinema in Greenpoint. It's the film noir cinema film in Greenpoint. Film noir, not so crime. Have to take a, have to take a crime trip to noir. Greenpoint. That's uh, I figured they'd be playing a lot of crime noir films though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we got a deal through AMC Independent, so we were running through AMC for a while, and it was in Times Square, and uh, oh, I think man. we opened in like six cities, and then it went on yeah. to uh, independent theaters. 
You definitely have that director swag. <laughs> yeah, man. I was sitting here looking in the monitor, man. Like, like this, this guy, guy sitting there, like that's the, that's the director. That's the director <laughs> that was, feel right there, man. That's not it's by a accident. facade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you also created the soundtrack. I did. So, yeah. So, was this something that you did after you saw what the vision for the film was, or were these like pre-selected songs? Um, I definitely. What had happened there was my character um, ended up, we, we sort of wrote her as being this songstress of the family. Um, so I sort of, we were talking together and I was like, well, how about I write a song for the character and we can perform it in the, uh, the context of the film. Did that and then it was like, well, let's do another song. Well, let's do another, let's do another and, and so on and so forth. So, and that's, I ultimately came on as music supervisor because I was just contributing so much to the soundtrack. Um, so it, it, I don't know. I, I feel like we were so comfortable working together that it was very much, hey, want to try this out and see if it sticks? So, so can I actually, the, the, the music that we heard in the trailer, was that you? Did you do that for the trailer? No. Too? No. No. That was trailer music. That's just, that's like, just generic trailer music. <laughs> we call that royalty free. Royalty free. You got to own that. Exactly. But um, I mean, w one of the things we were discussing before we went on air is how, you know, soundtracks are overlooked a lot of times in movies. And there are a lot of great, like, film soundtracks to this day, man. And uh, it's something that can make or break a movie, even just a simple score that can make or break the film. And... uh. We got stu studio audience now. We got a live studio audience here. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we got lucky because both Katie and I, we, we love soundtracks in general. So um, when we got to make this film, being involved in the creation of the soundtrack is a treat, really. And that's why this film has such a good soundtrack, I think, because the people who made it really appreciate a good soundtrack. I just think it, it's, it can so make or break a film. Like it, it's, it establishes the world and, and the mood of it aggressively. And you know, even if, if it's, the song is the slightest bit off for a scene, it takes you out of it. Yeah. So it's, it's like the, the movie uh, Black Panther. They're saying that that's like Kendrick Lamar's unofficial album. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that's like the unofficial album. But I mean, it's kind of like... Um, even look at, I mean, th that's like a great soundtrack in recent memory, man. But you think like, 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 w w what's a great film soundtrack you guys can think you've ever heard? Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction's good. Dead I, Presidents. I was gonna say Get Rich or Die Trying, but that's just Fight me Club. Being Fifty. Fight Club. Yep. Dead Presidents. For me, Dead Presidents. Um, another one, American Gangster. And see, American Gangster's yep. actual film soundtrack, and then American Gangster, the concept the album by yeah. Jay Z. Both. Because yeah, they're just both a Jigga together, fan, though. Nah. They Even both tie in, but uh, the actual like soundtrack for the film, the one that had the Anthony Hamilton on it, uh, the Can You Feel It? Like that Anthony Hamilton, that was a good track. Yeah. That, that track actually made a big difference in that movie. And it goes to the importance of how important music is. Because you look at movies like Fight Club, as much as I love the movie in its entirety for the concept, the actors, and everything, you've got to pay attention to the shit that you hear in the back, even when it's playing low. Because the the music sets the mood for everything. That end scene where like they're holding hands and they're watching the buildings. Dum, where is dum. Mama? Yep. Like, <laughs> it, and I mean, then you hear it on the radio, and instantly knows, yeah. your head goes to that you scene. He knows my favorite scene from that movie, man. It's when uh when he finally has the break and realizes he's Tyler Durden uh. when he takes the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't listen to uh, Unforgettable without seeing that scene from Watchmen when he throws him across the. Uh, Watchmen, I, I love that movie so much. 
There's so many. That's what a good soundtrack does. It, talk about yeah, it burns an image in your head. Yeah, it's what brings it brings you back. It's like a I can't hear a Dropkick Murphys. I'm shipping up to Boston uh. and not think <laughs> of a, I can, and not think of the Departed. Yep. And it's instantly. funny. St. Patty's Day, my brother he uh he put a post on Instagram. <laughs> Of you know he's on his way to work and his where he's working is next in the middle of Midtown's you know bars over there a couple of big bars where yeah. this is going on, so he put a picture of he's like you know just getting in today's mood and that's the picture of what he's listening to and I sent him a message of what Jack Nicholson says in the scene <laughs> when he calls him while the car's playing after they already killed Mar uh, Martin Short he's like get rid of the fucking tail <laughs> like I actually just texted that to my brother he just sent me a bunch of uh, laughing emojis because he knew. Exactly. Like out of like random times, like I'll just like send them stupid stuff like related to that movie. <laughs> so obviously somebody doesn't walk in here with the scarf and the glasses and, and doesn't have, you know, years of experience. So how long have you been doing this? Because you, you This is my first feature film. <laughs> no way. Before that we did a little short that uh, got a lot of attention called Prego. And uh, he did the festival circuit and he won a bunch of awards. It's got about a million views online. And how do you how do you go what kind of movie do you make after that? So when you have a first little project that does well, the next logical question is, are you going to turn this short film into a feature? And that's what everybody wanted to see was a feature version of Prego. Um, Prego is like a 30 rockish, ridiculous kind of a movie. Um, I don't think it can sustain a feature. So we went the exact opposite, and we made like a kick-ass, neo-noir, spaghetti western just crime film that's uh, unlike anything that anybody did with this kind of budget. So yeah, I, it, I'm it pretty proud of it. Visually, that it looks insane. I was gonna say it felt like a western meets like a like a like a crime like yeah. mob movie. Yeah, I was gonna say it felt like so I won't watch it. It felt like Westworld with crayons. There you go. Oh, I like that. That's that's, a that's good the one. new angle. Yeah, that's <laughs> Westworld with crayons. Westworld with crayons. HBO is gonna sue me for that one. Yeah. I definitely uh, that's another one of those shows I'm not up on man I'm sorry I gotta get up on it and how about you how, how long have you been playing music um music I've been doing well I, I I've always sang um and songwriting but I I started doing guitar about five years ago so then I put the two together Go figure. <laughs> but I was acting before that. I come mainly from an acting. So it was just so. all. Everything just happened at the right time. Yeah, it did. It really did. It really was. So it just, it just seems like that's the way it goes, man. Sometimes you play universe. music, you gotta act. Mm -hmm. And if you act, sometimes you gotta play music, and they just sort of fuse together. And totally. And I think they feed into each other easily, art. especially like when art, you're. Art. Yeah, art is art. Hate to take a James Franco statement, man, but <laughs> everything is art. Though. <laughs> <laughs> we have a we have a tradition on this show that we do with guests. We order drinks. So uh, what would you like to drink? Um, I'll let you go first. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, green tea would be cool. We got green tea here, Danny? Is this still I said maca. It's matcha. Ma you got it. No, you, you, you messed up. Today. <laughs> Maddie, Maddie, Danny messed up. He said maca too. <laughs> Danny said maca instead of matcha. It's matcha matcha tea. would be great. <laughs> it's matcha tea. <laughs> I think it's too early for a screwdriver, so I'm just going to have another cup of coffee, I guess. Listen, bureau clock is is whenever you want it to be. Told you so. It's 5 o'clock I was telling them that earlier before we went on here. There's no judgment zone here. You start bureau clock when you say. But he wants another coffee. We'll save the screwdrivers for after the show. Awesome. I think I'm going to go... Can I go mocha today? Mocha, you got it. I'll take a mocha, too. Yeah, just make it easy on you. Yeah, just to refill. 
and a maca. <laughs> maca. Maca tea. I'm that's not the only one who's done it now. <laughs> I'll have a mocha, please. Another mocha. That's four mochas. That's mocha times four. Quad mocha. Mocha quad. Mocha quad. I can't imagine what the people at home that be watching the show just be like, yo, they, they really stop the show in the middle and just start placing orders. <laughs> start placing orders. And we do like, this every show. They like, should dude. have like food too, like start eating croissants in the middle. Of we're gonna. Oh, now he has some tamales. That that really? is tamales, but pretty soon we're gonna. We, we were talking about uh, some uh, little cooking segment here, eventually. <laughs> yeah, we need to do something. I like, like to cook, man. I'm a I'm a, I'm a pretty good chef. I'm, I want to say chef because I haven't earned that title. But I'm a I'm a fantastic cook. <laughs> Uh, everyone who's you, that's you, something I like about you, is that you never give yourself a title. You always say you gotta earn it. When you was doing stand up comedy, would say you a comic. You was like, no, I gotta earn that. Cause I, you I do. do you don't up. just you don't just step into you know a kitchen at a five star restaurant and become a chef. You're not. You earn that title to be a chef, to be even the lowest chef, to be the prep chef, to be the, anything. You earn that. You know what I'm saying? What and about that's what cook? Cook, like that's you know cook is different. Like cook is. Like someone who, you know, like you have cooks at like Applebee's and D&B. You don't have chefs. You have cooks. You have a chef at a uh, at Gordon Ramsay at Gordon, restaurant. At, at a Wolfgang Pucks at a Ramsay restaurant at a STK. You know what I'm saying? At one of those places at a Peter Luger's. You got chefs there. I want to go to Peter Luger's with Morgan because it's like, <laughs> if I'm I walk in there, I feel like they're going to give us the VIP treatment. Actually, my first name is Usher, so I always get a good reservation because people think it's Usher. And then when I show up, they get really disappointed. <laughs> Usher Raymond. People like, that's oh what God, we're going to put we down. Usher, Usher Raymond. Usher, Usher party we have Usher coming people. here today. <laughs> can, we hear, can we hear a song? I don't see why not. So yeah. we're going to take a quick commercial it. break. And uh, when we when we come back on the show, we're gonna watch Katie Vincent do her thing. And uh, look at that fine hand craftsmanship. Cannot wait for my drink. Handcrafted work over there. Two nineteen we'll Central back, Avenue. Uh, momentarily, with more Good Morning Bushwick right after this. This coffee is delicious. You no, know, I don't really <laughs> drink coffee. <laughs> what you come out with? This coffee is an empty cup. That's what you come out the gate with on me, man. I mean, it is coffee for music people. Music, music for, for coffee, coffee people. A good coffee will wake you the fuck up in the morning. Remember you know what else will wake you up in the morning? <laughs> good Morning Bushwick, hosted by us two. But in Roche. Roche. I mean, here at First Live. Where is First Live? Bushwick, baby. Take You're killing me, bro. You're killing me right now. Like, first Live from? Bushwick. We're from Bushwick. We are Bushwick. Pick up your damn cup and pretend you're drinking the coffee. Here do at First again. Live Bushwick. Do it again. Do it again. You know what else will wake you up in the morning? Good Morning Bushwick. <laughs> good Morning <laughs> Right, right now, are we cutting a promo or, or, or are we live? No. <laughs> Where can people go to find out what's happening in Bushwick? Buttonroach.com and firstlive.us. Mmm, this coffee is delicious. Yes, it most certainly is. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Well, good morning, Bushwick, right now. And we have Katie Vincent. Are you ready to go, Katie? Sure. Let's fire it up.
Live hand clap, live hand clap. Live hand clap right there. God damn. That just makes me want to see the film more. It's funny, I did not expect that voice to, to come out of you. <laughs> no, you can't. Yes. This is America. We can move wherever we want to move. We still but have freedom of that. choice right now. For now. And that's what I want to say right now. now because I don't think people realize how fast things can change. Can we ask the name of that song? The Way It Goes. The Way It Goes. The soundtrack is actually going live today on iTunes and everywhere else. iTunes, Spotify, all the good ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm, 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 I'm very surprised. And that's, I'm guessing that's the lead <laughs> off the soundtrack. I'm very surprised. And that's the one the video's coming out for? That's, yeah, that's going to be the video song. Yep. I'll tell you why I'm surprised. I'm surprised because in order, as, as singers, to reach a certain, I guess, plateau of vocal. Like when, when you go into a different register, you have to use a certain amount of force. Yeah. And you don't use any force. <laughs> she just climbs <laughs> and it's, it's effortless. I oh, thank man. you. I can't, I can't sing, man. I'm the first one to tell you, man. I will sing at karaoke, but it's not gonna sound good. It's not gonna like sound good. Like you know. Everybody uh, can sing. 
I, I think that's a great way to look at <laughs> not it. Everybody man, but, uh, not everybody can sing. Not everybody can sing. It's no. Uh, I know I can't, man, and I'm and I'm not ashamed to admit it. It's not one of those skills that uh I possess that I'm great at. I can. Uh, I mean, I like singing. I like. I love music. We love it. Everyone knows me. Knows it's I love music. But uh, you know, I, I wouldn't lie to people and call myself a singer. You gotta Some earn. People that. don't have the voice. <laughs> gotta earn that. It's like a cook versus a chef. Exactly. Yeah. Gotta yeah. earn it. Can I ask Usher a question now? Shoot. There's. We was talking about this yesterday about the whole viral thing, the viral aspect, how everyone wants to go viral. You did something that went viral. What immediately went through your head when that happened? Well, for us, it was a slow burn. It wasn't something <laughs> that we. It didn't like immediately go viral. It took it took a while. It took almost like six, seven months. Um, we were just sharing it like crazy, and uh, we were winning a lot of festivals. And I think part of the uh, part of the fact that we got a lot of press definitely helped. Also, so. Usher is really good at getting the word out. I'm okay at getting the word out. No, it, it's true. He like, looks the part. It's all in the shades. I'm he telling lo- you. He looks like he directs the, the show Entourage. <laughs> yeah, he looks, uh, he looks like someone you'd see in a, like an episode of Entourage. Like Doug Ellen. <laughs> right, right, sitting in, <laughs> sitting in with Ari right before <laughs> Vinny and the boys show up. What is, the, uh, what is the process like? Because we've dealt with so many different filmmakers. Everybody allows people to audition differently. Like the, Just their process is different. How would an actor approach you for a, a part that, let's say you got another movie coming up, what's the process like for you? Well, um, I usually hold auditions in the city and you know it's pretty much a, a public announcement. I think I just spread the word everywhere that we're looking for people. Um, yeah, once it comes time to actually audition, the process is pretty seamless. I think we got it nailed down when we did pickings. Um, we do a lot of rehearsal. So actors really like that. We rehearse like crazy. For pickings, I think it was a two-week rehearsal. Which is this is something just table reads or is this on location? Nah. We did table reads. When I'm writing the script, I would usually bring in like my closest colleagues and we'll read the script once and I'll take home some notes. And I'm very meticulous about the way I do this because just like he said, I don't want to just jump into it and do it as an amateur. Um, I think when you do something as an amateur, you're labeled an amateur. So in my case, true. if I'm going to be putting myself out there, I'm going to give it everything I have to make sure that it comes out right. And casting is definitely a part of that. That's why people don't usually, they try to approach me with like, hey, I'm looking for a role, but that doesn't work very well. Usually I don't do that. That's, that's like a, an artist going up to a record label saying, here, take my demo. Yeah, or somebody <laughs> gives you a script. Trash. Like, hey, read my script. No, yeah. that doesn't no, work that, that way. That doesn't work. Well, that's why it's also great. Like so many people that worked on pickings, we ended up it was it was friends of friends, and you know, I, especially with art and stuff, there has to be a level of trust before you work with somebody because you know one person can kind of screw up the whole yeah. jam. The whole process is yeah. one bad seed. Yeah. Throw uh, just mess it all up, man. Just it's throw, true. Like just Domino ruin, effect. ruin the commodity. Just just bring a bunch of bad juju around. He's got a juju. bad aura around them. That's what me and my brother say for bad luck. Like bad, juju. bad juju out of here. <laughs> no bad juju. No. I so mean, when you have a negative person, you just got to get rid of them because that just kills everybody's Negativity spirit. just breeds more I negativity. I love movies, and I, I love yeah. movies so much that I just want to do it for the rest of my life. And when you go on set, you can feel it, right? You, get, you can see me like really get excited when I get something done right. Um, I really enjoy the process. So if somebody's like really being negative... They're not just taking my joy out of it. They're taking the piss out of it for everybody. <laughs> and you just, you can feel negative energy from a mile away. I just, 
I'm was, not having that. That was such a director's thing to say. You're taking the piss out of me, man. <laughs> you are, though, man. People, like, being around negative people, like, it's draining. It's taxing. Like, it's it's like it's like it an sucks. emotional leech, man. It feels like being around that bad vibes, like, it's attached to you and just, like, leeching it and pulling it off of you, man. It's like a virus. And that's no fun. And making a movie is so crazy anyway and stressful in its own right. Well, you guys so have to spend, I mean, how long did you guys take for this shoot on this film? We shot for about a year, 35 days or so, on and off for about a year, and that's inc- that's plus a year of pre-production and a year in post-production. So we've been working on it since late 2015. We're talking like up to like 14-hour days or something, yeah. too. Like so. Those are long days, if early you don't, call yeah. times. Crazy I mean, hours. You yeah. might go wild without eating. You know, you're on set. you got to wait before a meal break. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you have to want to be around people to deal with that. you got to have fun. If you don't have fun doing it, you're, everybody's just going to be really depressed all the time because it's a really hard process. I have a nerd question. What's what software do you use to cut a movie like this? Premiere. Premiere. Yeah. I figured. It I only be. work with Premiere. I don't like all the other stuff. I I tried it, just couldn't connect with it. Final Cut is it's just Final Cut is, it's lazy, because it's so easy. The the problem with Premiere is that it's so it has so many advanced things that you can do, yeah. because it ties into like um, After Effects and After Effects in itself. I've watched videos of fucking 10-year-old Japanese kids <laughs> blowing buildings up with After Effects. Yeah. And they're giving us tutorials, and I'm trying to like follow their steps, and I can't do it. Well, it's seamless now. You have After yeah. Effects, Premiere, and Adobe Audition. You used to have Speed Grade, but they got rid of that. A lot so of pickings is a result of After Effects. Yeah. A lot we of We did a lot movie. of that gangster you saw walking in black and white. <laughs> you had to... like. Frame by frame, we had to rotoscope that guy throughout the entire movie. A few of us were pretty much just talking one day, like half jokingly, like let let's make that character black and white, like just let's do it. Okay, sure. How hard could it be? And it yeah. was Usher and I to like four or five in the morning, like for a month straight, eating pizza. Uh, <laughs> just frame by frame tracing this dude, trying to make him convincingly, like in After Effects, putting it over on Premiere, seeing 26 frames per second if it flows. Oh, wait, his nose flickers there. We got to go back. It was That's insane. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, uh, but it's like Mitchell Leonard telling us for, for the Come Downstairs video how they did the uh, scene when they had the, like, the drawing where he was running the street, how they captured that. He's like, mm-hmm. he had a GoPro attached to his chest. And he's like, he's running in the middle of traffic a couple blocks away, just <laughs> running they, like a madman. They, they and into the cars are like scared and screeching and stopping, oh but he gosh. needed the cars run, coming towards him for the effect. So he's like, yeah. I have to do that. I'm running with this. So I look like a madman. And so it's a, it's just as difficult as like stop motion photography where you, you got to just yeah. layer. Sometimes yeah. it's even more um, because you have to, if something goes wrong, sometimes you have to go back and start something over again. So yeah. we had some shots that we were like coming to the end of the shot and it didn't look good because his tie wasn't wasn't rotoscoped correctly. So now we have we, to go yeah. back and redo it. We did some of it in Photoshop, some of it in After Effects, and then putting it over. It was just it was crazy. It's Halfway meticulous. through the choice, we're like, what have we yeah. gotten ourselves we into? We gotta run this back. And heaven forbid, there's like an extended cut on the Blu-ray or something. It's uh, like, oh no. And there will be an extended yeah. cut. That's extended that's gonna be painful. Cut. I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah. So now that you got a taste of features, you think you'll ever go back to shorts? Oh yeah, I love shorts. Shorts are like a fun way of telling a story in a, you know, under 10 minutes. And I have a lot of stories in me that are not necessarily features. Um, also, if you have a really big feature in mind, sometimes it's good to do a short and show it off to people so Just that they can see out. your vision. Yeah, now that we have LA Times and like a bunch of big reviewers, we can take a short film and shop for it to turn it into a feature. 
So that's something that we didn't have before. That's I mean, with shorts, I mean, I mean, you know, one of the, my, you know, one of my favorite films I love to watch is the result of a short. Uh, this is the end. Was uh, the oh. result of a short um, between? Uh, it was. Yeah. It was uh, Seth Rogen and Macho. the guy who we were, I think Evan Evan Roseberg. Ah, man, I can't remember his name. But the guy Seth Rogen writes with a lot. Evan something. I always forget his name. Yeah, um, I know who you're talking about. But he, uh, they wrote it as like Seth and uh, you know, and it was uh, Jay Barishow and uh, Seth Rogen. Like they got the same thing. Like just like simple little apocalypse film. It was like five ten minutes, and they turned it into the feature and all of that. What they did with the feature, man, which is. Know one of my favorite movies to watch when I'm stoned, man. Because <laughs> despite the fact that it's a little grim to be, you know, Stoner laughing flicks. and partying during the apocalypse, it is at least good, you know. They did hey, the man, same thing with like Reservoir Dogs, and they did the same thing with Whiplash and a bunch of other movies. Mama. Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. They were shorts. Yeah, they were. Originally they start short. off as shorts. Yeah. If you, a lot of people oh, don't shit. know that, but if you go to YouTube and search for Reservoir Dogs short film, you'll see a little short that Tarantino did with uh, Steve Buscemi. Uh, and I think they did it as a part of a workshop for Sundance, yeah. where they just, it's one of the scenes in uh, Reservoir Dogs. You just brought up uh, Tarantino. Who do you look up to in Hollywood as a, uh, as a visionary and as a director that inspires you? Well, the ones I'm really looking up to are dead. <laughs> but, you know, Howard Hawks, Hitchcock. I love Sarah Giulione, uh, which is also the same guy that Tarantino takes a lot of his inspiration from. Obviously, I love Tarantino. I love Wes Anderson. Um, I'm a big Chris Nolan fan. I think I, I like, Chris like most of them. Chris Nolan is the one that redid the Batman, right? Yeah, that's Chris yeah. Nolan. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, He's bro. making sure, bro. Oof. Why do you think I just did the Batman sound? Exactly. <laughs> 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 Every time I hear Nolan, I'm thinking Nolan Ryan. You don't even know Nolan Ryan, and you a fucking baseball fan. Yeah, yeah, yes, I know who Nolan Ryan is. He's one of the greatest pitchers ever. I, I might actually chop you in your throat right now. <laughs> Just even thinking, I wouldn't know who that was. I didn't want to say, there's no way you should know who Nolan Ryan is. I was trying to give you the pass. We didn't do our toast. Can we get a shot of, the, of a toast? You guys can toast on that camera, and we'll toast on this one. Love it. Cheers. So boom, Cheers. we got this one over here. Uh, let's see. Can we can we get a shot of them doing a the toast? Okay. Can we get there? Uh, there there we go. Don't spill. Uh, don't spill. <laughs> I'm not gonna let you guys go off the air without looking this up. What are we looking up? What are you looking up? I gotta show you. And it, it's it's something that I said that he didn't get. Oh. So so <laughs> now I have to pull up the actual photo. Let me just get. Like a I said, man. Just every time you bring it up, man, I'm gonna. Can we get a shot? Of Arya Stark. <laughs> oh boy! Can, can we please put this? Oh no! <laughs> little bit. Does that not look? Little bit. That's so? me. That's I moonlight. That's her in the movie. In Game of Thrones. Little bit. So you had a long start in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then I went back to my indie roots. But the, the resemblance is uncanny. Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't know, man. P people love that show, man. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't been able. Uh, you know what it is with me? Things that I know, like based off of books. I'd rather read the book but. first. I think that's what held me back a long time with Harry Potter too, man. I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just did a split screen. They did a split that's screen a with one, the photos. <laughs> Holy shit. That's a good that's one, Maddie. That's Wait, perfect. I, I have to, like, you can actually mold yourself into way? the photo. Like, wow. That's insane. Incredible. See, right. I'm, not, I'm not crazy. Maybe a little more. <laughs> <We're gonna have> <laughs> 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 I feel like 
feel like this is some '80s music video. <laughs> Oh, oh man, that's Maddie back great there work. with that can great we get, camera Can we get a work. shot of Maddie real quick? Can you just take a bow good. for that? That's that a good one, Maddie. Fantastic camera work. Let's take credit for there it, Maddie. <laughs> There's a way nice. for the day. What's up, Maddie? Holy shit, that was perfect. Not that, much. that was that was that was a good one, Maddie. But, that's uh, hilarious. I, I think that's what holds me back, man. Is that I'd rather read the book first, man. Uh, because I mean, even you know, being a Harry Potter nerd now, um, and, and having jumped into the game like now, you know, 15, 16 years too late, um, I, I I'm glad I read the books first because they take so many liberties in the movies. They change the way stuff is, and like having read the books and seen them, hey, it's not the way that goes. Like you know what I'm saying? But if you see the movies, like, hey, that's pretty good. Like you know, so yeah. there's so many like they delete, they they delete. Films scene. and novels are two different yeah. beasts, and what works in a novel may not work in yeah. a film. So they always take liberties. They always take liberties. Like even the, like they like they explain why they even did a lot of them. It just it makes more sense for that to be here instead of have a whole different character yeah. do it that's not gonna come back and have them in a movie. Let's just have a character that's already built on to take care of that scene. So even like, Game of Thrones, they've been rushing the last two scenes like crazy. Uh, last two seasons, I'm sorry, they've been rushing it like crazy. You see like characters just appear and disappear from places and. They're trying their best to like squeeze as much as they can for one last season, and that kind of ruined it for me, to be honest with you. I think the guy who created the books, he hasn't even George like R. R. Martin. The book yeah. it was like he hasn't finished the books. The the show went ahead of the books, and he got a little upset about it. Are like, they worried that he's gonna die or something before he like life? finishes? George R. R. Martin, I don't know. Like, let's not even jinx that, but <laughs> not, I, I mean, think the people, actors are kind of sick of it too, and. They're like at a point where, okay, you got one more season. Because HBO, they could have done like 20 more seasons if they wanted to. I'm not sure what's holding them back. And I've never seen a full episode. Of Game of Thrones? Nope. They I'm are long out. episodes. Not they really. are long episodes, but you are missing out. I don't, it's, I don't it's know. But at this point, story. I feel like it's a thing. Like it's a choice. Yeah, it's, like a, it's a choice. Like it's my choice to not watch it. And that's the thing I tell <laughs> people too. Like people, when, when this, this is the thing with me. This is the thing with me when it comes to like things that ever, yo, you gotta watch it. It's the greatest thing ever. It's then like no, no, I'm definitely not yep. watching it because everyone's yep. saying it's the greatest thing ever. So there's a very high chance I'm not gonna think it's the greatest thing ever just because you're telling me so. So just because you're saying that, no, I'm never gonna watch it until yeah. I feel like getting around to it. Baseball's the greatest thing ever. Yep. <laughs> That is. I've already, I've already watched baseball. <laughs> I already know baseball to be the greatest sport on on, on the planet. Oh please! So. That's why people watch bad movies, man. You get a movie that got really bad reviews, but people go watch it anyway because they're yeah. like, you know what? Just because you gave it a bad review, I'm gonna watch it out of spite. Hey, did you see? Um, do you know the story of that guy Tommy Wiseau? Yeah, the room. Like, what, did did you actually see the movie? I know. Yeah, I've seen the, the movie, movie like four times, way before James Franco adapted it. Um, it's kind of like an interesting. It's hard to explain. It's, it's so great. bad that it's good. It's it's great. I mean, I it, to be honest, like pre-disaster artist, it was a little bit more fun because so much of it was bankable on the fact that it was a subculture, and now it's been brought into mainstream, mainstream, where it's kind of like diluted, and it's like, all right, guys, like, but that's the that's the whole thing again, where it's like once everybody catches on, it kind of it's a very hipster thing for me to say, but no, but it, I mean, it, it is true with a lot of things, man. Like even on like music albums, I'll hold back. Like, I'll take one album that I personally love, mm -hmm. Jay-Z's last album, 444. Everybody, the day it came out, and this is every time with so many rap albums, but having waited, being a Brooklyn native, a Jay-Z fan my whole life, I was eagerly anticipating the album. But once everyone started talking about it, 
just in my mind, I hit the switch, boom, I'm not even yeah. listening to this for like two weeks. Yep. I'm like, yep. no, I'm not doing it. I'm not, not doing it. Not everybody's like this, though. Like, this is, this is yeah. a unique personality yeah. There is like, a certain I, enjoyment. I hate, I hate jumping on the bandwagon. I, I feel like, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not, now I'm just, I'm not doing it now. Now, no. Nope. Everybody, like my older brother, like, he, like he's like that. Like, yo, once a time, everybody's society says go. Like, yo, you got to listen to this album, little brother. You got to get it. <laughs> once like, with Black Panther, like, yo, go. you got to see Black Panther. Like, I haven't seen Black Panther yet. And it's because everyone's telling yeah, me it's the greatest went, film he, ever. He went for the matinee. He went, like, opening day matinee. Yeah, he went opening day matinee day with uh, my nephew and my dad. Like, and it was like, man, I love you guys, but no, man, like, I'm sitting this one out for a I while. I mean, that can be a fun thing, too, like, an opening day. Yeah. Like, before, before also, like, there's this sense of, like, overdone excitement, overdone bandwagon, where it's been, like, a month, and we're like, we get it. It's great. Like, that's why I want to go see it, like, right before. <coughs> Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Salute. Right before its theatrical run is over, I want to go see it, man, because that's what I did with, uh, Wolf of Wall Street and American Hustle. I wanted to see those when they came out, but when everybody started getting on the whole, oh, the Oscar, the Academy, the Golden Globes, it was like, man, I really just want to see the films, but now you guys are, I don't want to go see it with that crowd. So yeah. I'll wait till they're towards the end of that theatrical runs to go see it, which I kind of regret waiting so long to see both of those because they were fantastic films in my mind. I actually like the uh, Thursday afternoon thing that's happening with theaters when they have like a special show at like 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock of the movie the day before it's released and uh, uh, certain theaters do that luckily for me I live previewing. right by the yeah. AMC on the Upper West Side and they show the movie the day before it's released so it is kind of fun because then you're in a room with like people who are like crazy fans yeah crazy fans I've done, I haven't done it in a while man you know I'm gonna like the, the, the movies I'm gonna say like I did do it for weren't the greatest cause like like I think the era like film it was man like kind of messed them up. It was, they were comic book films. What movie? Superman Returns and Spider Man Three. Ah, those were two films I saw like yeah. day of early, and yeah. it was like man, it's like man, you guys. Are, oh God, why did I wait? Why did I do it for these? It's like for these, and uh, I also did it for um. X-Men 3, The Last Stand. Those are all superhero movies. Yeah, all yeah. superhero movies. All superhero movies that aren't really the best in those yeah. bunches of those. Yeah. Like no. th those superhero films like they're Grinch. attached to in their franchise. Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3, yeah. <laughs> Even though, though critically panned, I had no real beefs with it, man. I tell people, for me to have a beef with a film, it has to really suck. And I had no real beefs with Spider-Man do, do movies like really affect you? Like I'll give you an example. When I used to watch... Um, you know, a Bruce Lee movie. I, I try to like put my head through a fucking block. You know, when, when I saw Wolf of Wall Street, I start taking quaaludes like crazy. Like I, I wanted to be in the movie. Do you have that issue as a filmmaker? Ever since I was a kid, always. Every movie I've ever seen when I was a kid had a major influence on me. Um, I remember seeing The Matrix and then going back with my friends with a little video camera trying to replicate all these effects and mm. it went up horribly. But that's that kind <laughs> of... Horrible. That's, I that's didn't the dodge the that, bullet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you know. That's what built your excitement, really. You, you, if you really love movies, you're just you can't help it. And it, you know, I, I, I cut videos. I wouldn't say I'm a filmmaker, but I know how to cut videos and stuff. So it's hard for me to read books because I'm such a visual person. Mm -hmm. Like, do you have that issue, especially because you have to read scripts and well, stuff? Well, like I was that. I was reading books actually from fairly early on. My parents kind of encouraged it because they saw me like being glued to the TV and they said, no, you gotta, you gotta read a book. Um, so I've always had that kind of equilibrium where I, I can read a book and then five minutes later just watch a movie. Um, I do love books. I wouldn't say equally as movies. I love movies a little bit more, but I, I, I do love reading books when I can. What about you? Can you actually read music or do you just play from the heart? Um, 
I can read like I can read music, uh, but you know, treble clef, some rudimentary bass clef action, nothing too fancy. Um, a lot of it is is by ear, putting stuff together, uh, and so much just like instinct, like oh, this chord progression sounds good. Let's go with that. I'm Chords big on lyrics though. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I grew up in the era when I first got my first guitar. I was 13 years old. There was a website called the, the Ultimate Tabs. Still there? It's still there. Heck Holy yeah! Holy shit! I need to go back. It's I mean, a good look time. At, look at the other day with the uh, with the Chercos, man. When I told you that Forgotten New York website, I used to go on that, man, as a nerd, <laughs> as a kid. I liked like nice. landscapes, like historical like buildings. Mm-hmm. I was a nerd like that, man. And then just pulling up a little sign to show him, he didn't remember the place, and I had to show him. And it was the website. Just I clicked like the third link down. Like I didn't even take the first one. I just hey, let's take this picture. And it was that website. So w- would it be too bold of us to ask for another song? Uh, which one will you do? I don't. Yeah, I, yeah, sure. I just want to hear the voice again. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> let's can we, see. Can we do that? Let's see. Yeah. We're also back with another live performance from Katie Vincent. You ready to take it away, Katie? Sure. So here we go. Take it away. Stage is all yours. I haven't played this song in quite some time, so we'll see what happens. Trouble is, got trouble on my mind. Trouble is, growing up takes time. On and on, doing the best I So long, child staying. It's colder and darker, the only you get. Days getting longer before the sun sets. Night on with this one, yeah. Fantastic episode of Good Morning Bushwick. Yes, fantastic episode. And, uh, you know, I just had a text message from our other guest who was supposed to come on. He had an emergency come up, and he was in the vet with his uh, with his dog all morning uh, since last night. So I uh, hope your dog's okay, Trev. And I'll talk to you about it. We'll schedule with you, man. I uh, understand people love their pets, especially dogs. Um, you know, They're I family. love my cat, even though she annoys me. Um, <laughs> I do frequently her. threaten her every day, but I do love her. Very uh, much. I love her, too. I think she probably likes you more than she does me, even though I'm the only one who takes care of her in my house. So I guess the final question is, where can people watch the movie? Where can people find you? Right now it's playing in uh, Greenpoint, Film Noir Cinema. 
you can go to pickingsfilm.com slash tickets to uh, find you know screenings and events around New York City. That's the best way to support the film, really. Uh, we're also going to be live on iTunes and uh, VOD, DVD, Blu-ray, all that good stuff coming up shortly. So you can follow us on Facebook. What he said. <laughs> um, and in terms of music, like we said, it is live as of today. Um, and you can access it, all the major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, iTunes, Amazon, is it? Yeah, yet? it's everywhere. Uh, you can buy it, you can stream it, you can do whatever you do with it. That's it. We okay. can enjoy it. Yes, yes. We can that's enjoy what we're going to do. Yes, I want to... I want to see the film, man. I, I mean, I'm trying to decide between the theater or video on demand, man. I want theater. I want to see the film. <laughs> theater. Watch I it on the big like screen, man. Theater. It's not, man. Like unless you have like the sound bar, the whole like and like whole, it's not yeah. the same. It really yeah. isn't. This so. movie was was built for the big screen, man. I think I'm gonna one, one of the days off I have next week. I'm gonna try to swing out there and see it. Um, this is a fantastic episode. I want to thank you guys for stopping in. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Live this was a, this was a great episode, man. Very and nice. I'm eager to see the film. I'm very eager to see the film.